I decided to do an episode here with no microphone. Usually I use a microphone. There's some work going on with someone who has a leaf blower or some sort of landscaping mechanism. Walking through here, wanting to catch some of the ambient sounds. The wind is blowing. Would not be surprised if a hummingbird appeared. Would not be surprised at all. The antenna tree is growing quite tall. My tree friends are doing great. They're green. I remember when uh, someone like that guy over there making the noises. One of those kind of guys came around and cut your branches, didn't they, you guys? They're moving right now. They're moving right now. Hey, guys. Look at that. They're moving right now. You guys, thank you. This is the response, the, right? The cooperation, collaboration. Man, I've learned so much just being out here on the balcony looking at these plants. These guys, <laughs> it's crazy. <clears throat> I'd hang out here and philosophize so much more. And the tree, the antenna tree, which I'm now learning is a palm tree, growing, uh, Bam, it's been sprouting. It would grow towards the balcony. Oh, you guys are moving again because I'm talking about you. I would start noticing. Now, look, I'm going to look behind the trees that are moving right now. I'm waving to them. Oh, my gosh, those, yeah. Those back there are moving. Now those guys are moving. That's the interesting thing. If you just play with that idea, hi. As soon as I wave to the ones in the back, they wave to me. And those back there, too. I just waved to you guys. And then they moved. I waved to them. Hey, guys. I waved to them, and then they moved. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. It's amazing. Wow. Incredible, beautiful day. That big tree over there is moving. They say one of the keys to seeing the keepers of the guardian, to seeing the fairies, to seeing the trolls, to seeing, you know, all, all those little folks of the forest is to sort of unfocus your eyes and kind of let the trees, I'm looking at the trees right now, the big old tree, altogether it's coagulated into a bush. I could see a bunch of different, like if you just let your eyes go, just... Like that one's talking right now. I mean, it's. If you just play with that idea, I mean, it's really. Wow. That would, that would be a fun thing to depict in a movie. Being able to stare at a tree or a bush. And then. Isolating that little spot and seeing that thing moving. This is incredible. I gotta say. Hello, hello, hello. 
Those trees right there, if they grow too close to the telephone wires, the guy comes in and chops, chops them. It's sad. It's it makes me sad when I see it happen. These guys are exciting, because now they're growing, moving, grooving, pow, growing, flowing. You guys, how are you, ladies and gentlemen? Greens, brighter greens, aquamarines, blues, all kinds of shades going on in there, you guys. Incredible. It's an incredible thing when you think about that. The idea that these colors, or I'm sorry, the, the, the leaves I'm looking at right now, they're reflecting the color green. They're reflecting the color green. They're reflecting the color green. So... It makes me wonder if perhaps they're giving permission to the green. It's a, it's a, it's an agreement between the leaves and the green. The color. Certainly, they must be color. They're moving right now. Whoa, they're moving big right now. Whoosh! All you guys, rah! Yes, that's right. That's right. Like an audience. That's right. That's right. Holy cow, he gets it. Whoa. All of a sudden, those guys clapping way back there now. Look at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he gets it. He gets it. Holy cow. What I might have to do here is actually take some video of these trees back here so you can also unfocus your eyes. I'll do an Instagram one. And then unfocus your eyes to see what kind of creatures you see in these trees. Be with it. Be with it. If we're from the same place, if these trees, these leaves, all of this stuff here in front of me is from the same place, if we're all from the same place, certainly that must mean that I have the capacity to speak the same language that these creatures, beings, uh, speak as well. There's that language that they got. I feel the idea of language barriers that it's... Uh, like, for instance, I just saw Westworld the other uh, season two, and one of the characters says to the other one, Hey, it's in your system. You're programmed to be able to speak this other language. And once the woman realized she could speak that other language, all of a sudden she's speaking that other language. And starting to actually, trans, you know, transpose her imagination into the minds of these other, of these other people and talking to them. So, I just like to think if we're all from the same concoction, the, the divine intelligence, I'm just going to call it that, the divine intelligence... The un, un, and indefinable thing. That sounds. That sounds. Uh, that sounds familiar. Familiarly, like the Tao, the way. It's not what you think it isn't. <laughs> it's not what you think it isn't. It's not. It's not what you. You cannot think of it as isn't. <laughs> Jeez. How do you do that? As soon as you say it's this, it's not that. It's something else. So that's the trick. It's like you have to see it out the corner of your eye. So what if all those, you know, our imaginary friends have been pushed to the peripheral all these years? 
those quote imaginary friends we had when we were kids and they're like no they don't exist well maybe they just they do they, you know obviously they always exist it's just whether uh, what to what degree of vibration we're uh, uh vibrating at to be able to to be able to activate that to be able to see that to be able to tune into that channel so to speak so let's just say what we did was we just went, you, you, shuffled them off to the to the side stages. So if we play with that analogy that we're on the stage, we're all playing characters. So what we've done is we've shuffled, shuffled, shuffled them off to the side of the stage. They're out there. So in the peripherals, that's where we see them. So, because we always see stuff out of the corner of our eyes. How interesting is that? Those are the other stories waiting to be told. Those other things out there. So we do see them when we see gremlins out of the corners of our eyes. We see some interesting movement. So it's happening. We've just been relaxed enough, perhaps. And like Alan Watts talks about the spotlight, the kind of the light, that awareness that we walk through, rather than a spotlight, like a... It's a... You wide, wide in the scope of that, of that light. And so let's say, for instance, can we... I'd like to believe, I'd like to already say yes train ourselves to see the peripherals in a very very clear fashion can we give us give ourselves that 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 gift of like pure crispy sight all through the view can we do that yeah i would like to believe that yeah absolutely there'll be technology that's just popped in my brain where people will be able to widen their pupils they'll be able to pull their irises out It'll get to be to a point where you get some shots or something, and, and all of a sudden now you got green eyes. Now you got green eyes. Now you got blue eyes. Now you got gray eyes. Oh, now you got green eyes. You got blue eyes. You got you got gray eyes. Oh, I was surprised. It's gray eyes. Now you got. Green eyes, now you got blue eyes, now you got gray eyes. Maybe that was a, a philosophical, philosophical song. There it is. I'll stop the world and me and and, and uh, melt with you. It's also meld with you. Stop the world and meld with you. Stop the world. <clears throat> Maybe the you. <clears throat> Is the greater you, the higher mind. I'll stop the world and I'll melt with you. I'll melt more with you, with me, with the, the all that is. So if the all that is can see all that is, it's given us this little scope in which to ingest all of it. And as we keep widening those perspectives, tuning into those stations, applying the knowledge that we learn from those, and applying the, the, the knowledge. See, this is the thing, is that there's, there's a big cooperative aspect going on with every single being out there that, that really became aware to me when I was watching these nature programs and noticing that these cute little things were getting eaten by some creature. Well, then those cute little things actually ate other things, you know. So each cute thing is eating another thing or being eaten by another thing. And so there's, there's one kind of, you know, cooperative aspect obviously the other one most basic i would say is us and trees i just love that one it's the simplest we're both giving each other what we need unknowingly how cool is that the the basis the basis of giving just unknowingly can we just unknowingly just the basis of giving just give give our full encouragement encouragement to the kids who 
want to follow their passions and talents, holy cow, I, I just really would like to see more of that. So now we got blue eyes, now you got green eyes, now we got gray eyes. Well, blue eyes, I'm measuring the sky, and then I'm measuring green eyes as plants. So there's that blending, and then the gray, the gray, the gray is all the in-between. That sort of, the, the particles, the particles that are kind of blipping in and out of existence, the ones that are both black and white. Alan Watts talks about the... There's this idea of, uh-oh, is white going to win or is black going to win? There's always got to be that element of, like, that other thing being able to win. <clears throat> the underdog waiting in the wings. Every dog has their day. I love to bet on the underdog. That's, that's, that is my go-to. That's my go-to uh, response. And I think because of that, I've been very, very defensive throughout. I've heard, oh, you're being very defensive. I've heard that a lot growing throughout my life and I'm just like well what does that mean to, to be defensive Is it, I remember being when I was in soccer I loved being a, in defense I would like defending the goalie so there's just that idea of like if I if I know that someone had good intentions and tried to do this partic particular thing and someone else is bad mouthing them they're going oh there's you know did this shitty thing and all that and just bah, 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 barking about it and I stand up for that person and go hey well you know to be fair, I saw what happened there, and I know they did the best that they could, and this was the order that they were given, and this is how they interpreted it, this is how it happened. It's always important to be able to have that other observer who kind of saw what was going on. And if, if there was that true intention of coming to agreements and coming to a faster cooperative energy that's moving through see as i'm as i'm building this energy and what's happening here we got sirens the serendipity 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 the siren is dipping there it is it's honking thank you right as i'm talking about it how how nice is that here we are talking about serendipity bam so that idea of keeping that momentum going, the train of thought moving, bam, 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 that would be the easiest thing in the world. That would be the thing. We wouldn't have to train ourselves to live in the moment anymore now, would we? We wouldn't have to because it would be such a natural unfolding of, of, of that. This book, Dory got me this book. Such a cool book. been reading it. Bob Roth, Strength in Stillness, The Power of Transcendental Meditation by Bob Roth. He's one of David Lynch's buddies. Andy Kaufman did uh, Transcendental Meditation, and any, anyone in comedy knows, like, how completely, he was like, Andy Kaufman was like the surrealist of, uh, of uh, comedy, Dali, I wonder if he did any Transcendental Meditation, I wonder if that was, huh, I wonder how old the Dalai Lama would have been. When Salvador Dali was uh, was growing up, that's something for me to check out. So Bob Roth, yeah, this book. That's really cool. I mean, Lynch uses these analogies all the time of just the ocean. There are the waves, and then there's the ocean, the stillness within the ocean. And so when you're going into that meditative state, I mean, that meditation, my God, it really centers you. And you go into that meditative state, and you. So there's the ocean. You're picturing all that is as the as the ocean. So all this sort of like, all this material materialistic stuff. You know, the cars driving past, the buildings here, the all these all these objects that that are sort of disguised as objects, disguised as these. Wow, it's so interesting. 
and our imagination brings these things to being. It's like we knew before our future selves would start enjoying it, we knew what our future selves would enjoy, so we provided them with this stuff. I gotta tell you, because I love the smell of trees. I love the smell of nature. Was I given a nose so I could smell the nature? Or did nature produce that scent so I, so I could smell it? It's like smelling danger. It's smelling... There's something good on the horizon. Something good on the horizon, whispering through the trees. As I say that, they start moving. They start moving. I like to pretend, play with the idea that we're really communi communicating to each other on a, on a very deep level, much like with our cats. That that base cooperative things are moving, focus flowing, open open wide the light. Look at that. There's the airplane that's flying overhead right now. Thank you, thank you, universe. If we talked long enough, we'd see enough of this stuff. I would sit out here on this balcony, have great discussions with my buddy Jamie Lee Wise. He was on some of the early episodes of Inspirato Projecto and K-Chung Radio in Chinatown, Los Angeles. He was on a lot of those early episodes, and he first moved out here. And he and I would have these long philosophical discussions here on the balcony uh, at stoplights. And while we were talking... As I'm talking about synchronicities, talking about the usu that's flowing through us. Usu, the ubiquitous serendipity, serendipitous ubiquity. You heard it here, folks. Ubiquitous serendipity, serendipitous ubiquity. That is usu. That is usu. I'm writing the book. I'm writing the book. I've been writing it, writing it, talking about it. So that usu, and the more you talk about it, the more you're excited about it, the more it flows, the more it, 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 uh, it, uh, um, waves itself, but waves hello to you through these various camouflages. It goes, hey, here I am, here I am, I see you, you're talking about me, here I am, here I am, how cool is that, here I am, you're talking about me, and here I am, I hear you talking about me, thank you. It's like that high five. So the more I play with that idea that we're giving each other high fives, my gosh, that's just the best thing ever, right? Win, 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 new, new, win, new, win, now, one, one. That's the other thing I love is getting deep into the etymology, really breaking down words. I love it. Do you like etymology? If so, what are some of your favorite discoveries that you've come across? I've got so many of these things I've written down that are just... So, uh... So much, uh... So much fun. You know what I'm going to do? I've been compelled to read another giblet here. Oh, okay. This one was written. This is from the original Inspirato Projecto project that I put together. I'm going to pause this now, and then I'm going to read that as its own separate segment. Uh, in the meantime, let's check out what John Garside from Forgotten Tales is up to. We'll see you soon. Hi there. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. 
That last one was a a head nod, you know what I mean? Like you say hi and you couldn't hear it. So he just did the head nod, like kind of like Boba Fett, but the opposite. Instead of nodding down, he nodded up. Like, what's up? There you go.
So Inspirato Projecto started as a project, a creation that I made for my friends and family. I think there are about 12, book, uh, 12 of these things. And what it was was I took a bunch of haikus, poems, short stories, put them together, put them into a book, made it a, an activity book. You, you, you had to interact with this thing. Uh, and I would draw on the pages. I would draw like directly on the pages of where my prose was. And uh, I would draw some creature but with no head. Or I would write, I would say, write a haiku here. Here's a rule. Here are the rules of how to write a haiku. And then, so, you know, write a haiku. Um, uh, one of them said, uh, okay, oh yeah, so I, I bound those together. I put it three ring, like a three ring, you know, put the three rings in there, punched them in there, found folders that had three clips in there. And I clipped them in there, and then these things had pockets, these folders. So I used Velcro on it, and I had pi um, pirate patches. Oh, so I went to a, like a favor, like a, where you get party favors. So I got a bunch of these different things. I got harmonicas, I got some crayons, I got, uh, oh, little tiny sketchbooks and pencils. Plastic harmonicas, 3D glasses, I think. Just different stuff. And so those were in the pockets, you know, the Velcro. And so within the book, you would say, take out your, your eye patch, look in the mirror, and talk like a pirate. Don't tell anyone else. Put the eye patch back in the pocket, you know. And so it was that kind of thing. It was to get people inspired. The whole idea was to get my friends inspired to just use their creative minds, you know, just really, like, investigating it. So then... I used that name when I created the K-Chung show, K-Chung 1630 show, Inspirato Projecto, and then that just became the podcast. So now, uh, it's basically, it's, I'm just I'm viewing it like it's just basically it's a network of various talents. Uh, so, I'm going to read for you, here are the pages, I'm going to read for you one of these Poems? Yeah, it's one page. Prose, I guess. Poem, poem, pro, prose, poem. And I was playing a lot of, uh, uh, it was a Zelda game for Nintendo 64. Uh, masks? Was it not, it was not with the masks. Ocarina of Time. Oh, man, I got lost in that world. I loved it. That was so cool. I loved that open prairie and just wow I think that's why I love the Red Dead Redemption and uh, Grand Theft Auto kind of games just so you can just go out there and just test out this crazy stuff so in that Zelda game there there was a lady who had a whole bunch of chickens you had to catch these ki chicken these chickens you know that, that would be a great invention the chicken kitchen I'm sure a lot of people have thought about that kitchen chicken chicken kitchen kitchen chicken Kitchen chicken, oh my god. Someone dresses up in a chicken suit and they cook. They're a chef. They come over and they cook stuff up, but they're wearing a chicken costume. That'd be freaking awesome. And you could have a rabbit. Well, but it, see, it just sounds so good. Chicken kitchen. Maybe like uh, chicken kitchen, so like on Easter, you got an Easter bunny in there. But there's also a chick. Or a chicken. So anyway, here we go. This, this, uh, this one is called Wrenched Back Around. A woman holds her hands to her face, 
standing next to an empty pen. Her dress dances easily in the wind, and her curly brown hair swings this way and that, while the chickens run circles around her. If you are pecking at the loose paint on her house, they're clucking, cluck, 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 like children, getting toenails pulled out with needle-nose pliers. I approach her with hands in pockets because the folk around here get uneasy when strangers have their hands in the open. Something has her turn around. I don't know if I step on a stick or the metal plate in my knee squeaks. But she turns around. My chickens, can you do something? She asks. Uh, I'll try, Miss. I say as I shake my head. What is happening? <laughs> She's crying now. Uh, I say as I glance up at the windmill. Have you seen this? She approaches me. Yes, it seems you have some trouble. I notice a scar on her left cheek. They—they they run rampant. Keep escaping. She looks around. Right, right. They don't appear to be very well trained. I look around. Be honest. Have you ever seen anything like this? She throws her hands up. It is quite mad. I look up at the windmill. How do I get these chickens in here? She points at the pen. We could. We could pick them up and then we would just put them in there. I suggest. Do you know how? She frowns. I've picked up chickens before. I lie. People have to remember that chickens are not the sweet, submissive animals everyone thinks they are. She continue, continues to frown. I have never believed that chickens are cute and cuddly. I say, because they aren't. Their claws are sharp. Their beaks are sharp. She yells. Okay, I glance up at the windmill. You need to be prepared, she yells. Uh, I play with her broken stick with my foot. This isn't fun and games, she yells. Her face contorts. She isn't pretty anymore. Um, I say. I look at the windmill. The chickens still run. And peck, and cluck. The woman still yells. I walk toward the windmill. Where are you going? I can hear her yelling behind me.
Fee-fi-fo-fum. Look at that, look at that. That's my cat, that's my cat. Oh, my cat, my cat, my cat. Oh, look at that, look at that. It's my cat, it's my cat. Look at that, look at that, look at that. Look at that, it's my cat. Look at that, it's my cat. Look at that, look at that, look at that. go. We're going to play a theremin. Extending the antenna. Pushing the button. Whoops. Thank you.
this concludes another episode of Inspirado Protectolo. Thank you for tuning in to today's program. And remember, you are always allowed to email your particular audio to the program at InspiratoProjectoGmail.com Goodbye for now.